What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino, Kyle Krabs, and Chris Schubert from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Wednesday episode of the show. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Kyle, I think I went from having maybe my four best grumbly, you know, intros to maybe the worst one. Ever. It's okay. Yeah. That's the, you know, it, expecting yourself to not have regression is just not a realistic <laughs> standard to hold yourself to. Listen, it's a good way to put it. Thanks for making me feel better because I, I got stuck on it and I just didn't know what, you know, your just throat gets stuck. It's bad. So yes, I mean, it's, I might've thought it, but. At the I end of the tell day, by your eyes that you knew. At the end of the day, <laughs> you're gonna have an off game every once in a while. Peyton Manning threw six picks in a game yeah. once, right? So damn right he did. So, but here's the problem: is so did Nate Nate Peterman. Oh, five, was, so now it's up to you to define which one you are. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so I have the rest of my life to sort this out. Uh, a, a layer, just a weird layer to our podcasting journey is that for God, how long we've been doing this? I guess like six years, maybe. Yeah, something like that. For the first five years and 10 months, let's assume it's six months or six years, we didn't look at each other, right? The We didn't have a video. We just we just talked and it yep. was, now we can see each other. So I have, you know, I'm in tune with your emotions better, you know? It's just got to keep it fresh like any relationship, right? right. And then... And then to keep things fresh you bring somebody else into the into the bedroom and keep it keep Christ. it fresh so chris how are you brother it's a very weird way to be introduced to today's show but doing well gentlemen how are we all doing today ready to talk about some fifth year options and not relationship advice no <laughs> All right. Do we want me to kind of spearhead this and and set this up for us here on the show today? Is that, is that would that be nice? Okay. So yes. what we are going to do is we're going to go through the um, the 2018 first round class and discuss uh, the fifth year options for these guys and say yay or nay to picking up their their fifth year options. Uh, we will do one through 16 today. We will do 17 through 32 tomorrow. Now to let everybody know, this year is there, there's a change to the CBA uh, when they sign the 2020 CBA that changes the pay scale for this conversation. So I'll just set it up this way. There are basically four categories that players can fall into, and that changes their pay. I'm looking at overthecap.com. That's where we're going to get all the information that we're using on today's show, so don't blame us, blame them. And this is the way they've broken down the four categories. Basic, playtime, one Pro Bowl, multiple Pro Bowls. So basic is the lowest end of this uh, of this um, tier, and then multiple Pro Bowls is the highest end. Basic means you didn't meet any of the snap requirements. You get a or make a Pro Bowl, you get a salary calculated from the average of the third to the 25th highest salaries at your position over the past five seasons. Next highest up playtime. If you make 75% or, or or more of your snaps in your first two or two of your first three seasons, an average of 75 or greater over all three seasons, or 50% or greater over three seasons, and you don't make a Pro Bowl, you fall into the playtime category. That is the average of three through twenty highest salaries at your position over the last five seasons. One Pro Bowl means you are on the original ballot to just one Pro Bowl. You get a fifth-year base salary equal to the transition tender at your position. And if you are multiple Pro Bowls, we have only two players in this class uh, who are on the original ballot for at least two Pro Bowls, you will get a fifth-year base salary equal to the franchise tender at that position. And once this is exercised, it is fully guaranteed that is the other big change. So, gentlemen, with that in mind, that's it. That's it. 
That's all. <laughs> That's it. Hopefully you guys are taking notes because I've read over this like four or five times I, and I'm still confused. I got it up looking at me in the face. I, I think the two things, number one, the big shift is that this is based on playing, like how you performed as opposed to just like where you were drafted, which is a good change. And then not only is the fifth year fully guaranteed, so is the fourth year. So you ha- you're locking yourself in when you say yes to these players, which teams will have to do. I think it's around May, the deadline, to make these decisions. Yes, so any uh, any uh, fourth-year salary that was not fully guaranteed becomes so uh, when you make this decision. So let's start here, gentlemen. Baker Mayfield, number one overall pick, quarterback, Cleveland Browns. He is in the playtime category, which means his number, $18.7 million. Yay or nay? Yeah, this is an easy yay, right, Kyle? Yes. Starting quarterback for – and say what you will about Baker and his – limitations or restrictions or how dependent he was upon Kevin Stefanski coming in. And I'd remind you that almost every quarterback out there is a franchise quarterback, right? Or is a a system quarterback. It's all dependent on what's around them and the play calling and uh, the the talent around them. And and Baker's no different than a young player who has endured a lot of change early. As he's had three head coaches in three seasons as an NFL quarterback. This is the first year he's going to have the same head coach back-to-back seasons. And, uh, Thought he played really well over the, the final 10, 12 games of, of 2020 and you know, helped cat- was a catalyst for this team making a run to the playoffs. And uh, I think it's a no-brainer. Yes, you absolutely lock Baker in for 50% of what a top 10 starting quarterback is going to be, even if he's not there as a top 10 quarterback yet. Yeah, and did so without Odell, right? Like his number one receiver. So uh, really impressed with the season he had, how he kind of got himself out of 2019 that whole team did you know credit to coach Stefanski no-brainer to pick this thing up Saquon Barkley number two to the New York Giants makes one pro ball gets himself into that next highest tier 8.942 million is the projected number for Saquon Barkley you really wish Saquon hadn't made a pro ball huh yeah the alternative cost here is like four million dollars less yeah. If he had just been a Pro Bowl alternate instead of a first, <laughs> uh, an initial Pro Bowl addition. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think the identity of the New York Giants and having Dave Gettleman back again is really going to help make this a, a pretty cut and tried decision uh, for the Giants to bring him back. He's a big piece of, of what their identity wants to be. And uh, uh, of course, you know, his ability to run between the tackles is something that. Uh, the consistency has not been there yet, but his production because of what he can do in the passing game still makes him a focal point. And because of that, I think they'll bring him back. The question is, will he remain there if Dave Gettleman is gone after this upcoming season? I think somewhat of the dilemma with Saquon Barkley is that he was the number two overall pick. That's really high. And I never think that teams should cling to players just based on what they invested to have them, whether it was a high salary and free agency or a high pick in the draft. But it's not like Saquon Barkley hasn't been really good. He just has had injuries, right? That's that's limited his production. When he's been available, he's been terrific. And, and I think you have to stick with this at least through the fifth-year option if you're the Giants, and then you have to ask yourself a really hard question about whether or not you want to continue a relationship solely based on the fact that paying running backs is never smart in the NFL and there's no exception to that rule in my mind. So I think you enjoy this for the next two seasons, and then you know I'm not sure that I'm going to commit seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty million dollars a year to any running back. So enjoy right. him for two more years, and that that'd be it for me. 
and that dollar amount seems crazy, but McCaffrey got 18. Yep. So ruined it for everyone. Yep. It's it's not crazy. (laughs) Sam Darnold, New York Jets quarterback, taking number three overall, also meets the same playtime requirements that Baker Mayfield got. So his number the same, $18.749 million. Well, the Jets aren't going to make this decision, right? They're they're going to trade Sam Darnold. They should trade Sam Darnold and the team that acquires him. And I don't think they're going to give up, you know, major things to get him there, but they're going to give up maybe a late one, a couple day two picks, something like that. It would behoove them to give yourself that two year window to roll with Sam Darnold. And at the end of the day, it winds up being like a two year mid twenties, right? Two twenty five million dollar deal to have Sam Darnold, which is nothing, right? Panthers did three years, $66 million to have Teddy Bridgewater. You know, So I think this is a very like much a bargain for a young, talented quarterback that yeah, obviously things haven't gone well to this point, but you know, there's a reason he was such a high pick and some thought he could be the number one overall pick. And so I think a two year uh, window to, to see what you can get out of Sam is well worth it. And that's a decision that the team that acquires him should make. Which will be the Colts. Bears. <laughs> Kyle's Chris, saying that like you might know something. I'm waiting for Chris to come in and say 49ers. No, I haven't gone to the Colts. 49ers would work too. Anybody that wants to give up a, a high two, maybe a one, that's fine. Whatever you got. I bet. Yeah, I can't imagine why you'd yeah. be Anything really you interested in that. Yeah, if you want to make trade a, trade a one, Joe Douglas is listening. All right, the Browns made another pick inside the top five. Denzel Ward, cornerback, goes number four. He has made just one Pro Bowl in his first three seasons. I say that as if it's a slight <laughs> right. to Denzel Ward that he just made one Pro Bowl, but it, it is less money. 13.2 is the number for Denzel Ward, according to OverTheCap.com. Yeah, it's an easily digestible number when you consider, A, the other pieces that Cleveland has in their secondary, right? And, and he's the best of the bunch there for them, and – uh, they get some young players that, you know, especially particularly at safety that you, know, you, you hope can develop, but he feels like kind of the, uh, the thing that, that keeps everything in line as, as far as, you know, he's going to execute, uh, he's done well to stay healthy, not miss a lot of games, uh, which I know was a knock for him coming out with this, his size and stature and, uh, yeah, very well. Very good return on investment for Cleveland when you consider the risk that apparently is incurred with taking corners super high, right? (laughs) Because how many other rookie corners have we seen come in as first round picks and not played at the level that, that Denzel Ward has. So I think that's something that should be shouted out as well. Yeah. I feel like the question I keep asking myself as we work through this is, you know, kind of looking at as, as a two year deal, would you sign Denzel Ward to a two year uh, 18, 19 million dollar deal right now, fully guaranteed. Yeah, you would, right? It wouldn't be hard to make that decision. So, this is a no brainer. And uh, credit to the Browns for uh, hitting on both of those early picks. Bradley Chubb also making one Pro Bowl over the course of his first three seasons. His number a little bit higher, $13.4 million. Yeah, but, you know, look, he had a really good rookie season. Obviously, the injury year two. Came back pretty strong this past year, and you know you wonder about the future of Von Miller in Denver. Um, I think you you should keep a, a good young player like Brad Chubb around. Still a young player, obviously. Um, pass rushers, I mean, like the the elite pass rushers are going for like twenty five million dollars a year plus, and I'm not putting Chubb in that category. But we're talking twelve million dollars below that. 
you know, sign me up for a fifth year option on Bradley Chubb. He's um he's playing 34 games, 20 and a half sacks, uh, 46 QB hits. Uh, his total pressures is is somewhere around quick draft dudes do math here. Looks like 90. Uh, so he, pretty consistent pressure player. Uh, I think this is pretty open and shut when you take into account uh, what, like Joe, uh, Shaq Lawson got $10 million in free agency. Yeah. So you take Shaq Lawson and you give him a much higher pass rush ceiling in Bradley Chubb. And for $3 million extra more, like, yes, yeah. sign me up all day long. Yeah. I, I think when you compare some of the other players at the, at the pass rusher position, what they get on the open market versus this price for Bradley Chubb, it's a no-brainer. So, Chris, yes. we're, is that five for five? I on was just going to bring this up. Yeah, You're I knew you were going five, to. And uh, over the last couple of years, the number's around 50%. It's a little bit more. Um, it, I believe it was 63% back for the 2015 draft. Uh, so five for five guys, there's going to be some nose coming up, but just so you know that I don't, unless this is an unusually good draft class in the first round. So just prepare yourselves. We keep rolling here. I don't think this is going to be the first. No, Quentin Nelson, number six left guard Colts made more than one pro Bowl. He's pretty good. 14.5 million dollars is the number for Quentin Nelson. Should we just say yes and move on? Yeah. I want to bring up a quick point with Quentin Nelson, because this was, this was a debate back in 2018 about, okay, positional value guard, right? Like, does this make sense to take a player number six overall? And part of what gave me comfort in that and, and a message that I seem to, to remember preaching was, yeah, he's a guard, but I think he's a franchise altering player because of the way he plays the game, the leadership, the mindset, the edge that he plays with, he's going to change the dynamics of your offensive line, which is going to change the dynamics of your offense. And, Hello. I think that's exactly what's happened, right? I mean, nobody's blinking an eye about him being the number six overall pick as a guard. Uh, this is a slam dunk. Pick it up. He's a core foundational piece of your roster for a long time. Kind of the other side of that coin, Joe, is I, I think it's really fun to look back on the narrative around what surrounded Saquon at two and Quinton at six as far as low-value positions going that high, and you had – different outcomes and obviously there's some recency bias of Saquon missing uh the the 2020 season with injury and only getting a handful of touches uh but Quentin like nobody cares like you said Quentin Nelson is best into your offensive line in football he's dominant uh, he is worth every penny and I would sign a contract to give him this much guaranteed to open the league year every year for the rest of his career he's that good I just the the impact he has spreads well beyond just being a guard, like you said. By the way, Kyle, I appreciate you under your breath counting the number of players that you think we're going to say no to tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I got. I, I don't know if that came through on the podcast. I just did want to make a note of it. Yeah, you were yeah. counting there. We'll, we'll get close. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Yeah, the football season might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL seasons are in full swing. And BetOnline.ag even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline also has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. And it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. 
head on over to the website betonline.ag and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Again, betonline.ag for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with our promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Josh Allen, number seven, quarterback of Joe's Buffalo Bills, made one Pro Bowl this year. Means his number, $21.749 million. You know, on one side of the coin, Josh only Josh Allen only has one season of elite play under his belt. Now, obviously, it was really sensational this past year. But when you look at the track record with the Bills and their handling of Josh Allen, they have done nothing but show and demonstrate belief and confidence in him as a quarterback. And when you think back to 2019, coming out of that Houston playoff loss in overtime, the wheels came apart for Josh in the second half in an overtime of that game where the worst parts of Josh Allen were shown. And in that moment, I think it would have been easy for the Bills to say, you know what? We're going to have to hide this guy a little bit because he's going to be to the detriment of our team. Like we have a really good defense. We have nice pieces around him on offense. But, you know, if he's going to unravel, then, you know, it's it's going to be a problem for us to reach our goals. Well, how did they respond to that? They said, well, let's go get Stefan Diggs. Let's go 10 personnel all the time. Let's throw the ball all over the yard and let Josh Allen be our catalyst offensively. And damn it, he did that at a high level. So as I think about the trajectory here with Josh Allen and the Bills and their confidence in them, I would predict that they absolutely do pick this up and offer the extension on top of that this offseason. For me, if nothing else, it's just an opportunity to buy you more time to see if that sample size of high-level play can continue. I think this is an easy yes. Again, you look at the price point of a starting quarterback. Josh may be getting 50% of what his play is worth in 2022 if he were to play on this deal and repeats his level of play again that he had in 2020 and 2021. Like he'd, he'd be worth twice as much, at least, uh, yeah. with the cap going up. So, yes, the answer is yes. Uh, shout out to Josh for really steady player development and uh, becoming the quarterback that I think not very many people outside of Buffalo believed enough in to invest this high. You Buffalo know, and Mel Kuyper, right? That's right. That's right. Stats are for not losers. Us. Stats not are for us, losers. Right, yeah, Stats are for that. losers, but a Pro Bowl gets you an extra five million dollars. So, yeah. I think it's I think it's three million dollars. Not to not to do draft dudes do math on you. But <laughs> I think it's I think it's only. Oh, three. see the line. I'm looking here at no, it. I, I, over I the know, cap. I know. The I line know. goes through the eight, and it made it look like a six. I, I didn't mean to call you out. It was just Mahalo, Chris. Let's move on. Roquan Smith, number eight, Bears. Uh, he's in the playtime category, 10.332, the projected number for Roquan Smith. I feel better about this number than it, I would if he was making Pro Bowls. Uh, and, and I've just now kind of, with Jerome Baker being on the Dolphins and getting ready for a contract extension, I'm just kind of realizing what the, the linebacker market is. And it feels high. Like, <laughs> you know? and Exploded, and, man. Roquan had a good year this past year. He had a really good year. And this was the first year he looked like a top 10 linebacker on the field. Uh, the challenging part, Joe, as you kind of alluded to with Josh Allen, is you only get one year of that to make your decision. Um, but is $10 million going to cripple you against the cap? No, it won't. And uh, 
if things went terribly awry, you could do a post-June first cut and split that cap dead cap over two years if you had to. And I don't anticipate it that it will go terribly awry, but that's kind of just, you know, what are your contingency plans if it doesn't go well? And uh, having a $10 million cap hit for Roquan based on what he did last year, he replicates it. We're going to be in great shape. So, yes. Yes for me. Mike McGlinchey, pick number nine, 49ers. He's also in the playtime uh, category. 10.894 million, the projected number for Mike McGlinchey. He's been really good, um, and he's been a really consistent run blocker. This past year, his pass blocking dipped, right? I mean, not the same level of steady play as a pass blocker, which is kind of surprising, right, with Trent Williams in the mix, and you thought maybe the line overall would be better, and here we are probably talking now about improving this 49ers offensive line, particularly on the interior. But I think I think you take the fact that he's been a good pass blocker for two out of three seasons. He's been a good run blocker for three seasons and realize that the sample size is way more good than bad. And you're talking just under $11 million for, I would say, at least a slightly above average starting right tackle. I think this is a yes. We keep rolling. Minka Fitzpatrick at pick number 11. Yeah. We're skipping pick 10. No Josh Rosen. No, no, we got to at least mention it. I, I just did. Josh is our first non-renewal. Now, granted, it's it's already been done because he was cut, right? So he's cut. He cleared waivers. So his contract's null and void. Nobody's going to pick that up once he hit the waiver. So Josh Rosen's rookie contract is dead. And therefore, he will not have a fifth-year option exercised. But technically speaking, Chris, I believe that makes this the first year since deflate gate in which we will not have 32 decisions made. Yes. means this is only 31 decisions. And that year was 17 of the 31 were, were said yes to. So keep that in mind, folks. John, the Cardinals, Dolphins, and Buccaneers all said no on Josh Rosen. Isn't that crazy? In this short of a period of time. Yeah. Good God. Think of Fitzpatrick, pick number 11. Of that the was Dolphins. me eating an L, by the way. I had to eat that. Same. Yeah. Same. I was really excited when that happened. Not you eating the L, but when Rosen materialized to Miami. So yeah. I was real nervous when that happened. Well, hopefully you're a little more nervous this summer. Um, get Watson and you'll get all the nervousness you okay. can possibly okay. have. Gentlemen, gentlemen, Minka Fitzpatrick, please. Oh. Safety, pick number 11. He's made multiple Pro Bowls. His number is $11.196 million projected by OverTheCap.com. How many boxes of tissues do you think you can buy for $11.196 million? Probably a lot, Kyle. It's probably okay. a lot. I'm not going to do the math on the show. but Well, it's- I just hope Pittsburgh has the decency to not ask him amidst his Pro Bowl and All-Pro performances to uh, partake in any drills that he feels like is beneath him. And if they do that, they'll be fine, and this would be a great fifth-year option to exercise. Fun fact, this is the second time we did this show. Right, We had all of our numbers in a wonk the first time. And when Kyle said that the first time, I I was like, oh, my God, this this was a great moment. And I was hoping that you would replicate it, dude. Why would I not? You did. That was a great moment. It's like the the best possible way that you could be like Petty, but also be like, yeah, he's really, really good. And there's no doubt he should pick this up. Heaven forbid somebody asks him to get better at something he's not good at. It's a yes. And great job, Kyle. Vita Vea, uh, pick number 12, just falls into the basic category here of the four players, injuries and and, and early uh, career 
snap numbers being low, $7.2 million projected uh, the number on Vita Vea. Kyle, do you feel like the win here for Tampa is that he hasn't like reached a Pro Bowl and made this number really weird? Because Vea, like for the five games he played this year, he was really dynamic, especially, you know, as a pass rusher. You really saw that come together. And then, you know, the previous two seasons, I think he was above average, but you kind of thought, okay, he's a nose tackle. Where does the pass rush productivity really come in at a consistent basis? Well, that started to happen this year. But if he would have made the Pro Bowl, now we're talking like, 11 and a half million if he makes two it's above 14 i think seven is a digestible number for me uh more so than if he would have reached some of those incentives so i think this is a challenging one but the number here doesn't scare me that much as it would if it was like north of double digits yeah and i think the fact that he played really well in the games that he was healthy this year uh, gives you the confidence to feel good about this moving forward and i do think this that you know seven and change I'm totally comfortable yeah. com- committing to that as a fully guaranteed number. Uh, understanding that he's he's not going to play the vast majority of snaps on your team, uh, but he does have the ability to create pressure and collapse the pocket, and it gives you enough of a third down value. Uh, you think about some of the other players that you have to sign and pay $7 million to. I'd rather have Vita Vey than some of those players. So put me up. Yeah, I'm, I'm on to, to extend this one as well. It's a good way to put it because I just watched the Bills piss away $8 million on Vernon Butler, 6.5 on Josh Norman, and $8 million on Trent Murphy. Yeah, okay, give me Vita Vea for 7.2, and I'll sleep just fine at night. Yep. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. So whether you're looking for a healthy snack, a breakfast on the go, something post-workout, or just like delicious things – Built Bar can fill the void for you. And best of all, Built Bar doesn't just taste good. It blows the nutritional facts of your typical protein bar out of the water. It's got 200 calories per bar or less, up to 20 grams of protein per bar, 18 delicious flavors to choose from, and one-seventh the grams of carbs and sugar of your typical protein bar. So if you're looking for a change-up in your diet, Visit BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you can save 20% off your next order of BuiltBar. That's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON, to save 20% and find out what all the fuss is about for yourself. For those of you keeping track at home, that's 10 for 10 here uh, on the show, I believe. Is that not 11 for 11, Chris? Oh, yeah, well, I had to call you out because you called me out on the Josh Allen number. So we, we keep each other honest on this show. I'm okay with that. So it's 11 for 11. The Josh Rosen thing, I'm looking at numbers, and him not being there throws me off. Deron Payne, uh, pick number 13 for the Washington football team. He's in the playtime category. means his number 8.497, according to overthecap.com. I feel like this is also yes. Slam dunk, yeah. You know, they're going to be shedding a little bit of, like Kerrigan's not expected to be there. But this is the identity of their football team, man, Mm -hmm. is being able to beat you up up front. And Deron Payne, is it a big number? Yes. But Deron Payne plays a significant number of snaps for Washington. It's not like he's a 40% of your snaps nose tackle. 66.8 was his lowest snap count. That was last year. His his career high was this year, 84.3. Yeah. So that for a disruptive gap control but also scheme diverse and can get into gaps and create pen. Like, yes, 
<laughs> it doesn't matter what kind of concept you want to run. He's going to fit in it. He's everything Ron Rivera thought he was getting in Star Latule. Right? <laughs> you went, did you notice you went a little bit John Gruden there, Kyle? You're like, that's the identity of the football team, man. Hey, man, I'll tell you what. <laughs> you had a moment there. It was kind of candid. I liked it. Yeah, this is Thanks. the guy. Uh, real quick, real quick. You know what name comes to my mind that makes this an easy sell? Uh, you're going to say Danny Shelton? No, I'm not. <laughs> Go ahead. Jerron Reed. Oh, yeah. Right. So Jerron Reed was a top 50 pick. He was not a first round pick. So Seattle never had to make this decision. Right. But you think about Jerron Reed and his style of play and his production and what he got from Seattle. Right. And you're talking eight, four. 8-5 to get the same thing from Deron Payne. I think Deron Payne's a better football player than Jerron Reed, right? Would you agree with that statement? I'd say consistency, yeah. Um, I, Reed's peaks are really, really, really good. Um, but I think there's been challenges for him that has affected his play. He's also signed He's signed for two years, $23 million, Yeah, with 14.1 in guarantees. He ain't that much better if he is. Put him in the same bucket and I'll take the cheaper guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. With less baggage, right? To be honest. Right. Correct. All right. Maybe our first candidate to to be in the no column. Somebody get Joe a cigarette. Pick number 14. (laughs) Saints Edge Marcus Davenport. He is in the basic category. 9.293 million. The number according to overthecap.com. Yeah. Total whiff by the Saints, right? I called it an F on draft day. And here we are three years later, and it's been absolutely an F. He started 14 games over three seasons. He's been the third best defensive end on their team. And this was a really – my criticism towards this pick was that Marcus Davenport is really, really talented, but he's nowhere near ready to reach his ceiling. And they went in, they gave up multiple first-round picks to acquire this player, to give them an answer – in the window that they had with Drew Brees. Well, that window is closed now, and Marcus Davenport has not contributed to the success of the New Orleans Saints. He has not been the player that pushes them over the edge and gave them that dynamic guy opposite of Cam Hayward. Oh, by the way, Trey Hendrickson kind of did this past year. And so this has been a disappointing outcome for New Orleans, but I kind of think it was pretty easy to say, yeah, I told you so here because – Giving up multiple first-round picks under those circumstances for this player was a big-time whiff. Now, credit to the Saints front office because they have hit on so many other picks, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, Eric McCoy. I mean, that one haul was Marcus Williams, uh, Ramchek, Alvin Kamara. It almost makes it worse, man, because imagine what these other assets could have become if you hadn't given them all for Marcus Davenport. Right, with more cracks at the uh, you know draft picks. More swings at the bat, and you got a really good drafting history. So this this kind of egregious, out-of-character miss. Yeah. I'm not picking this, especially not with the Saints cap situation, and I know it's going to clear up between now and then, but like I'm not signing myself up for $9.3 million for Marcus Davenport, who – has played 1,300 snaps in three seasons and, and has never yeah. played more than 50% of the snaps for the team, I'm There's not doing it. Put him on notice, right? Put him on notice. Say, you're not getting the fifth-year option picked up, but play well, and we can talk about it. I think that's what Davenport right. needs. Right. Two more players left. That's our first no. 
Colton Miller Raiders. He gets into the playtime category. Ten point eight nine four million. The number for Colton Miller. He was really good this past year in pass protection. Um, I know his rookie season. How many sacks did he give up, Joe? It was six sixteen sacks his rookie season? Wow, I believe a lot. Yeah. So he was really good in pass pro this year. He got a lot better. He only allowed two sacks. Uh, he played just short of a thousand snaps this year. Uh, I think this for a starting tackle is a perfectly reasonable rate, less than $11 million. The arrow is pointing in the right direction with Colton Miller uh, as far as getting better in pass pro. Uh, the improvement has been dramatic. I think that they doubled down. I think they gave him the fifth-year option. Traits, man. Traits are a good thing to invest in, and uh, it's uh, materializing for the Raiders. Good for them. Yes. Our last player, Tremaine Edmonds, or at least on today's show, Tremaine Edmonds picked number 16 for the Bills. He's made one Pro Bowl, 13.406, the number. Real quick, on a follow-up on Colton Miller, I got the numbers, courtesy of our friends at Pro Football Focus. You ready? Yeah. 2018 rookie season, attributed with 16 sacks, 42 hurries, a total of 65 pressures, and eight penalties. That's a lot. Okay. 2019, he played 11 more snaps, 1,019. Seven sacks allowed, 37 pressures, and four penalties. Much better. 2020, 960 snaps, two sacks allowed, Mm. 31 pressures, less than half of what he gave up in 2018, and also four penalties. You like the, the arrow where it's pointed, looking good. There you go. So Tremaine Edmonds, Bills linebacker, um, I fully expect the Bills to pick this up. And I think that's somewhat of a decision that I'm not comfortable with at this point. Tremaine Edmonds, 22 years old. He's been a three-year starter for the Bills. In two seasons of those three, the Bills have had a really, really, really good defense top three. Obviously, last year was a different story. Tremaine Edmonds, back-to-back Pro Bowls, once as an alternate. He was an original selection this year, and that was because of the coaches and, and players. It wasn't because of the fan vote. And he's a two-time team captain, which I think says a lot about his standing with the Bills organization, his leadership, and in a lot of ways how he's viewed around the league. However, I don't think Tremaine Edmonds has been a consistently effective player. His high-level moments are really, really exciting. He has too many low moments, and his, his, his valleys need to come up, and he needs to find more consistency. Tremaine Edmonds is not as good as Fred Warner. He's not as good as Darius Leonard. He's not as good as Devin White. If he was, I think the Bills' defense would be in a different situation right now as reflect on 2020, think about 2021. I would use this opportunity to put Tremaine Edmonds on notice. Like, hey, we really like you. We, we like the player that you can be. We like the flashes. We like the leadership. From a physical skill standpoint, you're everything we could want in our Mike linebacker. But you have to play consistently better. And so for a a different reason than Marcus Davenport, in terms of I think the Bills have gotten a lot more out of Tremaine Edmonds than the Saints have with Davenport, but I think that opportunity to put a guy on notice like Denver did with Garrett Bowles and say, hey, we we have got to justify this, and that's going to come from you playing better. And if it works out, we're going to sign you to the long-term extension. But right now, I'm not committing this to you guaranteed in 2022, except for I do predict that the Bills will pick it up. Joe Marino says that they should take the opportunity to leverage it 
into incentives. Here's the thing. Joe's going to know better than I am here. So I'm going to take his word for it. I'm not going to argue with him. I would love to see Tremaine Edmonds hit the free market, though. <laughs> he's one of those players that if, if – that's where you get nervous, right? Like maybe he continues to be inconsistent next year. But, but then he's 24 years old. or right, He's hitting the free agency at 24 years old with four right. years of experience under his belt, and you feel like he's just going to turn into a damn star. Well, and it's like especially if he, he changes teams, right? It's going to light a fire up underneath his ass, and that all of a sudden there's a little bit more motivation there. The Buffalo didn't want me, and yeah. I don't. I think that Joe's if Sean McDermott was listening his entire existence right now. Now, listen. If Sean McDermott was listening to this podcast, he'd probably excommunicate me from talking about. It. He probably would hate everything I said. I'm sure they love him. I really do think that, and they, they should, right? But I, I just don't think he needs to play better. That's where I'm at with Tremaine. Yeah, that's 13 of 15, then, gentlemen. So heading into tomorrow, in which we'll do the other 16 picks, you are already basically near the halfway point that we normally get on a year-to-year basis. So. This, uh, this might be trending towards a uh, unusually uh, productive draft class. I think it will be slightly higher than average. Tomorrow's going to be dicey, right? You looking at these names? I am looking at these names, yes. I think there's, <laughs> I think there's 10. Okay. Well, we'll see if that's the final number or not, but that's kind of where, where I'm sitting with it. There's some good stories to tell tomorrow, though, too, where oh yeah, some good value happened here. Some really good value. So you're just going to have to hit subscribe, come back tomorrow, and find out. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert, thanks, as always, for listening to the Draft Dudes podcast, everybody. We'll talk with you tomorrow. Come on back, see us. Enjoy your day.